0: Processes and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Welcome to this week's episode, and I'm talking holiday lets with Louise Tomlinson today. Now, this is a niche that straddles both the world of residential property and commercial classifications. So there's a bit of blurring of the edges sometimes. And this can have different tax and accounting rules. So it's really worth diving down and learning more about it if you think that holiday lets are something that you're interested in. Now, Louise and I first met when she was completing her first project and she knew instantly that this was the type of property that was going to be for her. Location was absolutely the key to success and she lives by the seaside. Now, in case I forget to mention later on, Louise and her husband Richard work in Scarborough, North Yorkshire. So you can see why holiday lets for her were the obvious way to do property. Now, if you're at this moment thinking holiday lets, bit passé, well, I think you're a long way behind the times. There's been an enormous rejuvenation of the British seaside town, and more and more of us are wanting to take a quick holly bob by the sea. Just try and book a good quality property in our most popular seaside town. And you'll see that things have really changed. Well, today I'm very lucky because I've got Louise Tomlinson talking to me about her property business, which is up in Scarborough. Now, the amazing thing is that we've just worked out that we worked together in COVID, which seems a long time ago, but it isn't, when she and her husband came and spent a whole day with me doing accountability, when their business was literally just on paper. Well, it's no longer on paper. It is a most amazing success. And I'm so excited she can come and tell us all about it because you're in quite a niche, Louise, aren't you? Tell us exactly
1: what it is that you do. So we do mainly holiday lets, holiday let, stroke essay in Scarborough. But we have a, a mixture of buy, rent, manage. So that's how we've expanded the business in this fairly short period. Yes, it is, isn't it? And what is the difference between a holiday let and
0: service accommodation?
1: I think the main difference is really the seasonality of it for us, anyway. The holiday let side is because it's a seaside area, it's quite seasonal. So it's much busier in the summer to the winter. You've got higher rents in the summer and in the winter, you've got lower rents and lower occupancy. Whereas for me, service accommodation is more of a, a city based strategy where you've got more constant occupancy levels and more constant rates. That's the difference I see in it a little bit. And and you know, when you say holiday
0: lets, immediately Mm. everyone thinks chintz, you know, people with handkerchiefs on their heads dabbling in the in the sea. That's not really what a holiday let is now, is it?
1: No, no. And and we kind of see ours as holiday let stroke service accommodation because we do have a mixture of different people come in we do actually have contractors etc coming to our holiday lets and some are more high-end and some are more standard but all of them have got a fairly high standard of luxury that we provide
0: yes because I know one of your things on your website it says lovingly restored stylish holiday lets which I think is most lovely phrase and they are very bright and breezy and there's not a lot of chintz is there no none So when people, when is the holiday season?
1: So it's it's a fairly long season in um, Scarborough, I'd say. It's from April to September. Right, yes. So October, November, December, January are probably the quietest months, although we do get December, you do get the Christmas rush. And February, although it's, you think of it as being winter, it can actually be quite busy due to the half terms and then Also, workers coming in and things like that. We've got half term and Valentine's Day and things like that. So February can be quite busy. March can be a little bit quiet. And then it all sort of takes off from Easter onwards. So you have to do all your repairs
0: and your maintenance in your low season. Is that quite difficult then to get workmen?
1: No, not really. Our maintenance, I would say, is quite steady way through the year because we keep keep them obviously top notch all the time because they have to be ready for each next guest so all small bits of maintenance get done all the way through the year and then at the end of the summer if we've had a really busy season and it's maybe had a full year of running you might want to redecorate or something like that so you might spend a couple of weeks just redecorating it and getting it all nice again
0: and so, are you? How are you working now that you've got your feet under the table? Are you starting to work towards an eleven-month year when it's all buzzing? How, or are you quite happy with the low seasons?
1: No, we're yeah, we're sort of working on it all the time. Where we would like it to be yet yeah, an eleven-month season, you know. And we're we're looking now at the at the off season of doing sort of longer periods with lower rates. Oh so, yes. So we, we we often get long longer-term contractors because if, if you put the rates down, they're suddenly interested, but you just make sure that you want longer occupancy. So we aim a little bit more of those in the week's time. Right. And so that, that, that has definitely
0: worked out for you because that is what you'd planned, wasn't it, to do holiday lets?
1: Yeah, just really because of where we live, because we live in Scarborough. Yeah, that was Absolutely. the Absolutely. That was the yeah. key
0: thing, which is very sensible because... Unlike most people, you'd go, where do I live? What works here? Rather than going, what's the quickest way to make a fortune? What property strategy can I put together? Whereas, you know, that you had a good one sitting on your doorstep. But it's also one that, frankly, people who are novices don't usually want to touch because, my word, there's a lot to a holiday let, isn't there, and serviced accommodation.
1: Yeah, there is. There's a and lot when, of work when, involved. A lot, a lot, lot of work in.
0: involved. And I remember... Oh. um I've been looking back at, at sort of things that you'd written down. And one of the things was, you know, will I be able to do it? You'd put, because we don't know enough. Um, and the problem is, you don't know what you don't know till you get going, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's it. And, you know, we started with one and then two and then three and then four. And, and now we're up to 18. Fantastic.
0: And yeah. one of the things that I do, I, you know, I knew you were always going to be very successful was that you, I you know I used to get these lovely photos on the WhatsApp with you two uh, burning the midnight oil, painting something, or just getting it because you had a deadline and you had to meet it. Defeat was not an option, and you've just gone on doing that, haven't you? But the moment you knew how to do something, you could then outsource it. How much do you outsource? So
1: my other half is maintenance and dec- and and he also does decorating. So. If we do need to get something turned around quickly, say, for example, a rent to rent, because we've taken on a few rent to rents, he's very good at doing that with a friend. I'll say to him, We need that done. I'll, I'll kind of, I'll source things and buy things and choose colours and things. And I'll say to him, We need that turned around in two weeks or sometimes five days. <laughs> I'll <keep it>. give <laughs> him no pressure then. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> and he'll usually um, get on and do it and do as he's told, which is quite good.
0: <laughs> but that, what, that's fantastic it is when you work with your husband or your family in any shape or form, it can be difficult to stop blurring the lines, can't it? But from the start, you were very keen to have very clear lines of who does what and who's responsible for what. And that seems to have worked out.
1: Yeah, so I've always been much more involved in the numbers and the deal sourcing and the viewings and finding things and that kind of thing. And he's always been much more involved in the actual refurbs and the build and the, you know, the hands-on stuff, the, doing the tools and that kind of thing, uh, which has worked really well for, you know, the quick growth that we've had.
0: Absolutely. Because that was one of the things that you, when you'd done your first one or two, you were still in work, weren't you? And you were juggling goodness knows how many balls in the air. Um, and there was that worry because, we you know, we did the risk idea and you said, well, I We may just be biting off more than we can chew. We never see our children. Um, This is a worry for all people who leave work, which is very nine to five, whatever their hours are. And suddenly it's everything, isn't it? Have you managed to see your children on a regular basis?
1: Um, (laughs) I think if they were stood here, they'd probably be saying, no, she hasn't been able to. (laughs) Uh, Because even though we left work, we suddenly did have a... You think when you leave work, you're going to have loads more time, but because the business grew so quickly, we have been really, really, really busy just, you know, getting used to such a new business with so much going on and I've been very dedicated and very focused. So yeah, that Seeing the children probably has suffered a little bit, but they're a bit older and I've got one at university now. That makes a big difference. Yeah, so that helps. But yeah, obviously I would like to make more time for them and see them more. And that is something we're working on at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the
0: other things that many people find very daunting at the beginning when they're working for someone else and they've never done nothing for themselves, paperwork and the actual running of a business. Forget the actual nuts and bolts of the holidaymakers and that kind of thing. The business itself. Did you find that as easy as you'd
1: hoped? Um, I think the finance side of it is something that I'm quite good at because I've got a background in accounting and bookkeeping. So that was something that I've always, from the start, kept a really good record of. But, I mean, I still spend a lot of time doing it. I think I do spend a lot of time doing it a lot of the things that we do and I'm sure I could improve on that and improve on you know time management and yes we, that I mean that yeah,
0: that, is, that is part of the problem of growing very quickly isn't it is that you that becomes your norm this constant hustle and bustle
1: yeah there's always something you can do so you're always you're always of, you know it's that 24-hour job isn't it when you're self-employed and trying to stop yourself from from doing it for 24 hours and
0: and also, of course, uh, there's that little chimp on your shoulder that goes, uh, "What do you mean you're reading a book and having a cup of tea? If you were a real business owner, you'd be work- you'd be up at five, going to bed at midnight, and never stopping. Um, yeah. And that is, you know, once you've got out of your early growth period, that's which hopefully you have. That is something you suddenly find you're able to do if you now start sort of delegating out and and growing in other directions. So that's been fun. And I know when we worked together, you had this long list of things that you thought. These are huge, and I'm not sure if I can do them. One of which was get a website together. That must now make you laugh because your website's lovely. Yeah, I've,
1: I've not seen this uh, list of your you I'm looking at sandwiched? it now. Yeah. Se- oh, you yeah. sent it to me. <laughs> I know. I'd, I'd love to see that, actually, and you'll have to send it me. <laughs> and um, yeah, obviously, the website we've had in for quite a long time now. It's something we set up right at the very beginning because so we knew that we wanted to grow and expand. So, it was something that I think I set up when we already had two properties. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That is yeah. the point, though, isn't yeah. it? You can't set something up
1: after the event.
0: You know, if you're on holiday nets or serviced accommodation, you've got to get your product out there, haven't you? And, yeah. um, you know, if you've only got one house, it still needs tenants. So you need a website. Yeah. It's it's very striking. How How did you go about designing your website? Did you find someone from the outside or was it all Louise?
1: Yeah, well we used um, Boostly for our website. Don't know if you've heard of him. It's Mark Simpson. He's very prolific in the short-term rental business and um is he he promotes direct bookings. You know, he's a big promoter of how to get direct bookings and marketing. He's very good at marketing and he also creates websites. So I did I followed him for quite a while and was looking at him, and I found out he's actually from Scarborough. Although oh my know. word, that that I, you know, is amazing! <laughs> no, it's incredible. He because he originally had a holiday let with his family in Scarborough when he was young, and that's how it all began. Um mm. So yeah, we had to use him for our website. <laughs> yeah, that now I feel I feel that was written in the stars, wasn't it? Yeah, it was meant to be, and yeah, and I do a lot with, of work with him, and I mean his academy and everything. So we've. We've learned a lot through. We've learned a lot about marketing and websites, and you know, email marketing and social media marketing, and all that kind of thing about trying to grow that side of the business. And I've done a lot of work with with them with Boostly for that that side. And I, and I think that that was that's very interesting
0: because one of the, the reasons, when you came to strategy day with me, you identified by the end of the day all your gaps, which you had to fill in order to then be able to have a great business. And that was one of the things that you had put there is that, you know, this is all, all that's got to work. It's no good creating an amazing product if you can't get the the holiday makers in. And that is something that has been very quick. If you just put your name in, up it pops. So that's been really fantastic. And I love the fact that you do research onto some incredibly obvious on the one hand, and not obvious on the other. So when I was looking at your website, for instance, I found that you'd done intensive research on the local fish and chip shops, which you know absolutely
1: essential if you come to Scarborough for a holiday. Yeah, essential. Yeah, but was that on the blogs Yes, on that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, I've actually got a blog writer, so it's not me. <laughs>
0: Oh, don't disappoint me. I had wonderful
1: visions of you and Richard spending
0: again. Oh, darling, we've got to go out again. We've got another fish and chip shop we've got to go and try.
1: Yeah, no, we do do a bit of market research for that, obviously. But yeah, no, one of the big things for websites, for the SEOs and everything is is the blog writing. And that's been really great for traffic and getting traffic to the website. And it's really useful information, like what's the best fish and chip shops. But we've got a lovely...
0: Absolutely. a lovely blog
1: writer that's that, that's doing us one every month now, and she's really, really good, and I'm and I'm so pleased with it.
0: Now, that's a very good outsourced. If if that's not yeah. your if that's not your bag, there is no point sweating blood over doing something like that. Yeah, yeah. Your Rich time is...
1: quite a good writer, but you know, we just it's just good to be able to outsource things. We don't want to have to do everything. Oh, that's Honestly, music, to, music yeah. to my ears. Ooh. It really
0: is. Yes, I yeah. don't understand why everything has to be done. But we laugh about this, this example of the fish and chips. But it's absolutely right. You know, I spent Christmas up near Newcastle and we were, what, an hour and a half from the coast. And um, we were browsing the web, looking for something to do on Boxing Day. Hey, and found Riley's shack there. So we were. Oh, we spent Riley's shack happening <laughs> We spent the whole of Boxing Day sitting on the sand in a deck chair. You know, eating Dover sole—absolutely, yeah. my idea of bliss—and that's really. why the, these sort of small parts of businesses are actually crucial to the bigger way of success, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We're here, yeah, you know we're here tittering about you going to fish and chip shops, but there will be people going to coastal places where this is fairly essential.
1: Oh yeah, definitely, absolutely. Uh, we we have a lot of information on our guest apps as well that we send out to people when they've booked. No.
0: Yes, and I think that that is all about customer care, which is so important. Mm. Now, you know, we get told a lot about the evilness of holiday lets and short-term accommodation on local markets. Does it really affect you, or are you finding the locals
1: accept tourism and really value it? Well, obviously, we're a seaside town, then tourism is absolutely vital and essential. And you know, I think most people in the town do realise that we need, we need tourism, we need it for our town to thrive. So I think most people are quite accepting of it. Obviously, I think there's the level of not wanting to take away the accommodation for the, you know, for the local people, not taking away all the rentals, not taking away all the housing and things like that. So there's a balance. You need to have the beds for all the tourists, but you also need to have, you know, the houses for the residents as well. So it's, you know, it's managing both.
0: It is, and and do I mean you're when you're looking at a house or or a flat because holiday lets could be both, can't they? What in your eyes makes you
1: go, ooh, yes, this is something I could play with? Well, I personally like to look for old guest houses, for example, right? In that situation, it's already a holiday let accommodation. It's already there for tourists, so you're not taking away somebody's home. And you're also keeping the beds for for leisure and for tourism. So if it's, say, a 10-bed guest house, if, we, if you convert it to four apartments like we did on our conversion, it's still got seven beds, because we've done two, two, two beds and a one bed. Uh-huh. So even though they are residential flats, they could be, we, we don't use them as residential flats. We use them as um, holiday-let flats. We could, if we wanted to, if suddenly holiday lets died a death and didn't exist anymore, then you know we've got that other option, that other exit yes. option, yeah, um, which is good for us. But that's not our intention. What we want to do is keep it as holiday lets, and it's also the location as well. It's a great location that's got a lot of hotels on it. It's near the beach. It's you know I try not to go into the the full residential areas that aren't really as much suited for holiday lets. There are people doing that.
0: And I think that's very important. And you, the old, as you say, guest houses and, and bed and breakfast, are, do they have a different classification under planning or how does it yeah. work?
1: Yeah, they do. So for us, we—it's um, it's C. I always get mixed up between C1 and C3. C1 is commercial, isn't it? B&B yes, and yeah. c 3 is residential that's right isn't it
0: i think so yes I, always, I, always have to, yeah, I have yes. to say i always i always have to i have to say i i know they're different and i always just have to go and look yeah. them up yes
1: I, bearing it, in mind i can spell my own name wrong um yeah you know, i never yeah. i never rely on my memory yeah well yeah so so if it's a guest house it's going to be the guest house um classification and if you want to turn it to flats like we did you do have to go through planning and change it to residential flats so, gosh, even some, though no, even though you're uh, keeping them even as holiday, you're doing it as holiday lets, yeah, because, interesting, yeah. yeah. So you do have to go through that planning process, and that can be one of the issues from planning. They might say we don't want to lose those beds as it's a B and B. We want to keep it as a you know as a hotel stroke B and B accommodation for for tourists. But then, and that's why we had to sort of convince them that we're, we were we were going to be running it, as and holidays. that that is your is Holiday lets, yeah. yeah. You're,
0: you have mm. to prove that you're bringing in quality tourists who are going to put their hands in their pockets and spend. Yeah. Um, and, and, you you know, it's no good having the down and out, so to speak, filling up the beds otherwise. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's it. And so you keep, you've keep you got a very small area that you dominate uh, for your holiday lets. Are you looking to expand anywhere else or do something different anywhere or are you just focusing still?
1: No, just still focusing just on our area. I think there's more scope. Um, there's more things to be done. I think with the new legislation and everything that's coming in, we are starting to look slightly at the apart hotel model. Um, All right, just because that's commercial. So, like you said, with the planning, if you yep. if it's a guest house, you don't need to change the use class. So it's. It's something that we're looking into as a possibility, and of course, it's it's not just this is this is the interesting thing about
0: property, isn't it? It's not just a case of going. Oh well, I run a business, and I think I'll have a few of those and a few of those in in some residential, some in commercial. Everything you do in a different class has a different tax ramification so your accountant has to be as absolutely embedded with you almost as part of the team to guide you and and give
1: answers to your questions do you use him enough do you think we've just changed just changed accountants actually but and we with holiday lets you've got the capital allowances if you if you're doing a project that's all very you know very useful and very good money saving when you go forward and start making money, the capital allowances that you save there is great. So you need a good, a good accountant to know that and you need a good capital allowance surveyor for all that. Um so, so yeah probably don't just ca- use him as much as I should.
0: I was going to say <laughs> Yeah so now just let's pull up on that point about the capital, you know the your the good surveyor. Surveyors are not the run of the mill are they? You need one who understands what you're
1: doing. How did you find your surveyor? We found him how did we find him? He's, he's a really well-known capital allowances guy. He's just the one that everybody uses in this area. So, I think I was probably recommended him from somebody. And that brings me on to my next point, which is, I know you're a networker, aren't you? I am.
0: <laughs> Why do you like networking? Because many people just go, oh, no, I don't
1: want to go out. I can't bear it. Uh, yeah, I really like networking. It's it's a bit harder for us because we're so far away from everywhere. I know. I thought you were in Darlington the other night, and I thought,
0: yeah. oh, Wednesday, I'm in Darley—that's really quite something.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's the property thing. That's that's a. I really like that one. It's a great networking event. Yeah, we're about an hour and a half from anywhere, unless you maybe go to York. But I always end up going to Leeds. I seem to choose the furthest One's away. I go to some networking in Leeds. I go to some in. Darlington. There is one that started in Scarborough, which is great. So so there is one that we go to in Scarborough. Um, but yeah, it's just really good for contacts, learning a lot, making new contacts.
0: And are these well-known meetings or
1: are they just independents that focus on things? How did you find them? Uh, so the one I go to in Leeds is Blue Bricks magazine. Ah, yes. So that started off, I started um, connecting with them on through COVID, um, listening to the online Meetings and then I did a lot of the leads pinned through COVID actually, but I've not been to a live one yet because um, oh. I've, I've started going to the Blue Bricks magazine ones. So it's quite good to go to the same ones because then you start becoming more familiar, don't you? And you, be, you get you do, a lot there. It's and, quite
0: interesting that you do get different groups of people in different places. So, yeah. you know, one of the things I often say to was get. You go for a good six months so you're well known and then start going mm. every other month because then you can do the next networking meeting, which has got other people in it. You'll always get some crossover, but yeah. the next one. So you get known in two places. Yeah, yeah. And how do you approach it? I mean, are you a great swapper of the cards and following up? You know, Because we are an hour and a half from anyone. How do you work it?
1: Yeah, we well, I take my cards and I do... Meet people, and they do follow up, and not always something comes from it. I think you know, you it's like you say, you've got to be really good at following up. I've just got a new CRM system, which um... fantastic. So, which CRM (laughs) system are you going to be using now? Oh, it's Property Pipeline. Have you heard of that? I have, yes, yeah, yeah. So that's one I've started using, Um, and I've had some courses on it because it's quite quite complicated to use when you're not used to it. So. The thing smash. is, yeah.
0: how any of, I mean, it is such vanity, but we all suffer from it that mm. you get a new piece of software and you think, how difficult can it be to use it? And you wouldn't get into a car, well, you know, and just go off and drive. For, you know, we all sort of hiccuped our way down the road when we first tried. But it's exactly the same. If you want to work, get the best out of a piece of software, you've got to really learn how to use it. And having lessons is mm. not to be sneezed at, It's a good idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's got good follow up systems on it and i'm really trying to get better at that and you know there's a bit of um trying to raise private finance Oh, ah, so yes that now side. that all comes
0: out of the networking yeah. doesn't it yeah yeah and and uh, interestingly again one of the things that you put a long time ago was you know where do people find these people and i and i've got the note here which was you've got to go to networking so you've done that bit and you are now starting to find that the private investors are but they are there aren't they lurking quietly yeah they are they're around yes and it's such fun when you find one isn't it it is it is yeah and so you know you you do you invite them down to Scarborough on an investor day how do people come and find out how you work and things
1: yeah no we've not done an investor day yet um I probably should have done one on my last project but I didn't but we're actually between projects at the moment and looking for a new one We're in a couple of negotiations for a couple of things that haven't come off yet. Our offers haven't been accepted, so we're still working on it. But yeah, that's something I do intend to do if we start getting another couple of projects on, doing investor days, inviting people along. Particularly since you have down seasons.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, and uh, with with the best one in the world, everyone loves an away day, and you know, mm. going to the beach. You, uh, and and I think that's something people forget is that those people who live in inland, we don't mind if it's wet and windy. It's the seaside. Uh, we'll yeah, exactly. ca- <laughs>
1: come and have fish and chips <laughs> and, a, and a nice for <laughs> a nice breezy day
0: out. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it's got lovely cafes one could go into and have a coffee. It Does, it does. absolutely, but part of this. Is all about where you want to be in twenty or so years' time, and I know what you plan to do in twenty years' time. Is that still what you want to do? Is it still? Are you still working towards that big dream, or have you gone here and gone? We can do something bigger and better now that we've actually got going. Um,
1: I can't remember what my
0: big dream was. Oh, so you were going to Costa Rica.
1: Oh yeah, that's still definitely on. That's still that's still our big dream. Yeah, yeah. I wondered whether that one was on there. Um, yeah, we want to spend one year in Costa Rica. That's right. So. That's still something we're hoping to do, probably in about three years' time. Um, wow, that's earlier than... So
0: this just goes to show, doesn't it? It's much... Uh, I'll start... That's something that, where that pain came from. It is amazing how you can set a goal a long way ahead and think, well, we might get there. And suddenly here you are, three years down the line, going, well, it's two years away. That is the magic of having a plan and then getting going, isn't it? Yeah. So the big
1: thing is being able to set up your business where you could run it from anywhere so yes so the whole time that's what we're trying to do as well at the moment because we're quite hands-on at the moment I do we do have help and I do have a VA in in the Philippines and you know but if you want to take on more staff and set up the systems and things like that it's we probably need to we, we still need to grow more Um. but yeah just always trying to have it in the back of your mind that could you could it run without you or could it run with you just from a laptop somewhere else in the world and that sort of I have
0: a vision of you lying in a hammock at the moment. Yeah, uh, you know, with your laptop and having people Absolutely. move in and out of Scarborough. Um, <laughs> but you know that it's it but that's the whole thing about property is that there is also the other side, which is you know, loan to values and all that sort of thing. Are, yeah. Do you have plans for that? Are you working towards you know end goals of either selling the whole thing on as a as a working concern or, or holding them forever and having a legacy?
1: Yeah, we we have plans to hold, um, not sell, unless there might be something. Unless we ended up with you know a few extras that we could maybe sell to. Get down, get the loan to value down. You know that might be a possibility in the future. It's not something that we're working on. We're just working to buy and hold at the moment. Well,
0: because you are in your soon, you're very much your growth, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. And and I think that's it. Is that you know, there is a point when you suddenly go right. Okay, now I can consolidate, do a bit of selling, bit of paying down because I now yeah. want to go and do some new things and I'll need new yeah. investors with new pots of money, uh, yeah. probably of a bigger but, amount because you're so successful sort of. having done that. You know that's how it works, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You always build on your your um, your past successes, but have you have you been successful in doing two things? One, replacing your salary when you that which is very much a key activity. Have you done that? Yes, I've done that. Fantastic. That that I, I no one else can see your smile, but it's from ear to <laughs> ear. <laughs> yeah, and, I've probably doubled my salary, and I'd that say. was that yeah. was always a ooh moment, wasn't yeah. it? Can <laughs> I? Will it work?
1: yeah yeah that's uh yeah that was a big thing that we needed to do um as you remember I probably I wasn't a very high earner so that was no. part of the reason why I needed to change but what that, I was that, doing I
0: don't think I don't think the amount you earn makes any difference to the worry about whether or not you can replace it um, because you know it is it but if you're a small earner, then you'd still worry about not having the right skills. And, you know, the part of your brain goes, but I'm not a high earner. I can't do this. You know, if I'd been a high earner, I'd have had so many more skills. And yeah. I could have done this and I could have been uber confident and all the rest of the things. And the people who earn a lot of money, they're going, oh, my word. You know, what What happens when I open the bank account at the end of the month and it doesn't have all those noughts? So its I think it's equally yeah, frightening to, yeah, yeah, well. to either. But Burr. you must have celebrated when you got over, you you, you replaced your salary. I do hope you did. It's
1: all celebrations. <laughs> I think the problem, is, the problem is it's a bit like, you, I'm sure you know what it's like at the start of a growing business. There's a lot of money going back in the business. You're spending a lot of money. You don't feel like you're earning a lot of money, really, you know, and especially with our seasonal business, it's up and down, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, I, I think um, hopefully at the end of this year we'll be celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you
0: must. You must have celebrations in there. And yeah. that, yeah. You, you know, I think holiday lets are very much like farming. You know, we get all our income in two months uh, you know, yeah. a year. but. Mm-hmm. That's when we do, when we harvest, and we then have to wait for the income to come in at various things. But then in springtime, we get all the bills. All yeah. the bills come in in one hour, and you go, oh my word. So it is part of running a business is also learning how to juggle your money. And, and, exactly. and so, presumably, you haven't bought the yacht yet and things no. like that. <laughs> Afraid not. <laughs> 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 well, what, just before to, we go,
1: what what you have know, you
0: found the most difficult about running your own business and, and working in holiday lets?
1: Um, I think just having a lot of plates spinning. There's a lot of different parts of it, a lot of moving parts, you know, keeping guests happy, keeping ourselves happy, keeping the properties sparkling and perfect, making sure the, the cleaners, the linen, everybody, the marketing, like the marketing takes up a lot of your time, the social media. And we've got two set sides of social media. We've got our own personal investor side that, you know, we have to try and keep on top of. And then there's the holiday let side. So like you say, you know, you asked about outsourcing. We have outsourced quite a lot of the holiday let admin and the holiday let marketing and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's just managing it all and getting it right and making sure it's all running smoothly and trying to grow at the same time, but trying not to over do it Over, you yeah know. yeah um, managing the money managing managing the money managing is a everything. big one <laughs> yeah yeah so what, yeah. what 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 job do you leap out of bed in the morning going oh I'm so glad I can go and do this oh definitely my favorite is doing refurbs like at the moment we haven't got a project on it makes me quite grumpy <laughs> <laughs> you know. I love that when you've pulled something off when you've got an offer accepted and you can see how it's going to work and you've got the numbers all right and you've got the lending set up and you see the transformation you know that's really rewarding isn't it
0: Yes, yes. But most, most people quite, it's really quite sad. Most people then lose interest because it, it's finished and everything else. But you've got to be able to get it working and let, let the, the building then speak for itself. And, yeah. you know, do you find that you get all your offers accepted
1: first time or do you have to be persistent? No, well, at the moment, no, definitely not. We're uh, we're getting all our offers Unaccepted, <laughs> But you are following yeah. up, I bet, though. Yes, I am following up. I am following up. So fingers crossed something will yes.
0: happen soon. Yeah. Well, I always say, you know, I can't tell you the number of buildings I've bought on the third time of asking. Mm-hmm. When you know, I, I've just been so far on the bottom of the pile of offers that yeah, yeah. you know I've been rudely rebuffed and then suddenly mm-hmm. they come on bended knees going, Everyone else has fallen out of bed, Rachel. Do you want this building? Well, oh, thank you very much. Yes, I'll have that. Yeah. Um, so, so that's what we're hoping for. Absolutely. Fingers crossed, <laughs> absolutely. So what what's the rest of your day today? Because it's the beginning of the week. What how do you have set things to do on set days or Um I
1: probably should have,
0: but I don't.
1: <laughs> Nothing like honesty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah, no. This is this point is something I need your help with, Rachel. I'm, um, I'm doing a lot of firefighting at the moment. Firefighting, say not good. We'll have to yeah, talk offline we, about that. We need absolutely. To talk offline. Yeah. Yes.
0: But, um, but but one of the things, though, that I, you know, I always ask people when they work with me is, and they're setting up their business, you know, what their mission and their vision is, all those usual things, which is a bit odd when you're starting up for yourself and you're going, what do you mean a vision? I haven't got a vision, sure. I just want to make money. But, you know, you get there. And, you know, one of the things was values. And you've got written down here, because I can see it, you had a key value which you want to do, which was stay honest, which I think you've managed to do, haven't you?
1: It, yeah. Uh, you yeah, say it as it is. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, me and Rich, we both try and have a lot of integrity and honesty, and um, work. You know, we've worked really well with people that we've been working with. Um, we did a JV on our last project, which was quite a big project for all of us. Something new that none of us had done before. There was a few things that went wrong, like they do. Oh yeah. And we've all stayed, you know, really good friends, and there's not been any arguments or anything, really. So that's you know, that, that's been a really good learning for all of us and you know really pleased at how that all went yes and and it's Mm. so important
0: to keep trying new things and to grow isn't it yeah yeah honestly louise thank you so much for taking the time out of finding your new property and everything else for coming and talking about uh, your holiday nets and everything because it is a specialized area and i know that many people quite like to do it but they just don't know how to go about it so you've really given them quite a few nuggets today when you listen back later you might well suddenly go what I didn't know I was going to say that. So I'm so thank you so much.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. And We do do management in Scarborough. So if anybody's looking for SA management or holiday let management, that's something that we are growing that side of the business so we can take on management. Fantastic. Now, where do people find you? We've got a website, LOCL, Local Properties, is the website. On Instagram, we are Local Properties Yorkshire. We are Louise Tomlinson on Facebook. And you could also email me, louise, at loclproperties.co.uk. Fantastic. I uh, we'll pop all of those in the show notes so that people will be able to find you, but they,
0: it does sink into the brain when they hear it. But thank you very much again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist.